What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking about Tesla's Gigafactory 3 Shanghai progress. I made a couple videos about this, but I think the degree to which this is an incredible catalyst for Tesla's business, deliveries, financials, um, and what this means for the company has been extremely underappreciated. I mean, the stock is still here in the mid 200s, far below it was a year or two ago before the start of Model 3 production, which has been fully ramped and, and has been a huge success, frankly. And now on the back burner, Tesla this year has been building the Gigafactory 3 Shanghai. I'm sure you all know that, but uh, what I think is totally underappreciated is we are months away, weeks away, potentially, from the start of production in China, which is going to be a game-changing catalyst for Tesla's business. So in this episode, I want to go through a couple clues about you know what I'm seeing and putting the pieces together about why I think we are just so close to a huge, huge announcement to Wall Street analysts re-rating this company, uh, to, to really everybody appreciating what has been going on in Shanghai, which I think to this point has been totally overlooked by the broader market. So back in May 2019, Tesla officially announces the Made in China Model 3. Uh, they announce the pricing, they open it for reservations, and they say deliveries are expected to start in six to 10 months. So if you do the math, that means either December uh, 2019 to March 2020 is when they're expected to deliver the first Made in cars in China. So for that to happen, they have to be making a ton of progress on the production side, and that is exactly what's going on. So Fast forwarding to July 3rd, 2019, we get some really interesting news from a government official in China, Ma Chunlei, who's a deputy secretary general of Shanghai Municipal's People Government and director of Shanghai Development and Reform Commission, discussed the progress of Tesla's electric car facility at a press conference in Beijing. According to the official, the construction of the facility has been smooth so far and the installation of production equipment has already begun. Ma mentioned that manufacturing activities would begin near the end of this year, then ramped to 3,000 cars per week. Just to clarify, they have a quote from him that says, the relevant authorities told me that we would that they would start production at the end of this year and then gradually climb to the production capacity of 3,000 vehicles per week. So here we have in July, this guy saying that production is set to begin at the end of this year, lining up with that December or you know early 2020 uh, delivery timeline. Fast forward to September 4th, we have reports from the Chinese media that Tesla's Gigafactory 3 is almost complete, taking only eight months to get to where it is now. Uh, the Gigafactory 3 site is as big as 121 soccer fields, which I think is crazy. Then Tesserati goes on to report in this article that the activation of the massive electric car production facility could very well be determined by the completion of the Southwest substation, which I believe is the facility that gets power to the Gigafactory. So we're gonna have to remember that. On September 11th, we get another piece of news all by Simon Alvarez, by the way, for Teslarati, who is a friend of mine, awesome reporter, so shout out to him. But he reports that Tesla Gigafactory 3 substation is on track for activation by the end of September. This is also something that Vincent tweeted. Shout out to my homie Vincent, too, who's been, you gotta follow him if you uh, wanna be up on this Tesla China news. He's been tweeting all of it. Um, and he says that the uh, they're expected to complete this acceptance of the power substation um, by the end of September, which means, in theory, that production could begin as soon as the early, at the end of September or production trials. Then Fao Zhu, who's the giga, giga fisherman who's been posting all these crazy videos of what's going on at the actual site, says just talking to some security guys, they all admitted that the second phase of Gigafactory 3 project has already started. And so what do we have going on here? 
Tesla's actually expanding to another building already, even though the first building hasn't even started production. Then on September 14th, I guess I'm going a little bit of out of order here. Um, Elon Musk replies to this tweet that says, exactly, we're only one car factory in California and one Giga factory for batteries and drive units in Nevada. Giga Shanghai will do cars, batteries, and drive units for the greater China area. This is a major key because up until now, phase one of the facility is thought to have just built cars, not batteries and drivetrains. Essentially, it's just the Fremont. It's not the Giga factory. But like I said, the Giga Fisherman is already reporting uh, a video of the second building being built, phase two potentially, of the Tesla Giga factory. And maybe that is where the powertrain and batteries are getting built. So we're not only seeing them push forward on the vehicle uh, production side, but they're also building this other building that could be the battery production as well. On uh, September 16th, Vincent tweets about Tesla's V10 software update. So this is, you know, the highly anticipated V10 version, which is going to let you watch uh, content in your car while you're parked. Uh, it's been very, very, you know, anticipated in the U.S. market. And just as they're rolling it out in the U.S. market, Tesla rolls it out in the Chinese market. I think this is worth mentioning because not only are they rolling it out, but it takes time to build up a t in totally different language, you know, different apps. They're integrating with Tencent and Equi. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's like a Netflix-esque uh, service in China that shows you where Tesla's head is at in terms of priorities for different markets. Um, and they're clearly putting a lot of resources into making sure that things are good uh, in the Chinese region. September 17th, uh, Deutsche Bank has a meeting with Tesla uh, management teams. And I, you know, usually I don't like Wall Street analysts and reading their reports at all, but I think this is key insight because this is part of what I call the institutionalized dissemination of insider information where banks and analysts get to meet privately with uh, executives from companies, even Tesla, and learn all this really key insight about the company that none of us get access to. And from that meeting, uh, one of the tidbits is that they say, and remember, these Wall Street analysts take everything with a grain of salt. They don't like to believe Tesla, but they say they're very bullish on the company. And one of the reasons they cite is China production seems on track to start before the end of the year. Yet another cl clue that production is, is getting ready to start here in a couple months. And then today, uh, the final piece of, of evidence or, or tweet that I think is really interesting is Vincent tweeted um, from inside the Gigafactory 3 Shanghai, we're seeing several bodies in white as they're getting ready to test the production equipment and moving forward on that production or general assembly line. So from a high level here, I mean, what we have is Tesla has perfected the ability to build the Model 3. The you know, the product is the machine that makes the machine. We had them totally fail miserably with GA3 back in 2017, trying to get the Model 3 off the ground. They over-automated. We all remember, remember the struggles that Tesla went through. And then they built the tent. What was so special about the tent? Not that it was in a tent, not that it expanded production, but that the pace of innovation of Tesla's manufacturing, was a key, there was a key breakthrough in this new tent production line, which I visited and I've been to, and it's so much simpler and more organized than the inside GA3. It's just literally one production line that goes back and forth. Because it's a tent, they can just have trucks pull up to the side of the tent, drop the parts exactly where they need to be on the production line. This is a simple but very key and important breakthrough in the logistics operation of Tesla's factory. And if you look at the pictures of Gigafactory 3 Shanghai, it's almost exactly set up the way the tent is. Look at all those truck bays going on the side of the building, essentially in my theory, is to deliver the exact right parts to that uh, point in the production line. And, you know, putting this together with what Tesla's been saying in their shareholder letters about a next generation production line built in China, I mean, 
Not only is Tesla getting ready to launch this factory with the capacity of 150,000 cars per year, uh, which if you assume $40,000 US average selling price per car, we're looking at potentially $6 billion in revenue, potentially, you know, billion, a billion and a half in annual incremental gross profit just from this factory alone. The part that is really going to be magical about this that it is being overlooked. I mean, the labor in China to, for people working at the factory is a fraction of the cost of the US labor. Um, and they have the better production line and they know what they're doing and they're selling it for the same price in a US dollar equivalent. So they're capturing all of those labor savings. What I'm trying to say is the profitability of this production line is going to be far better than anything we've ever seen from Tesla. The ability for this production line to ramp up to that goal of 3000 units per week or 150,000 units per year, that 6 billion incremental revenue is going to happen faster than we've ever seen. And so I think this is a, a, a whole onslaught of good news that we are just weeks or, or, around the corner from getting about Tesla starting production, Tesla ramping production way faster than expected. Tesla being way more profitable with production than we expected. I think these are all the headlines that every Wall Street analyst is going to start to appreciate. And this is going to, you know, leach into the bull thesis of, of the company. And I, I kind of wanted to make this video because I'm a, you know, a super long-term Tesla investor. When I think about what this company is as an asset, we've had these, you know, pumping out hundreds of thousands of cars, about half a million car capacity from Fremont and Gigafactory. Okay, that's awesome. You know, we're delivering cars, but we have to ship them all over the world. Now Tesla as a company, you know, within the last year is basically have gone to set up another production facility, which in the long run, they're already starting phase two, is going to be also able to build around half a million cars per year. So now Tesla is an asset, you know, while everyone's complaining about, oh, you know, Model S and X sales are declining, where Where's Tesla's growth at? What's happening? You know, Tesla's growth is limited by battery cells and actually their ability to produce cars. And in the back burner, they've been building this separate production facility. Literally, the capacity of Tesla is going from half a million to basically a million cars uh, per year once they fully ramp this gigafactory. And this is huge progress. This is going to mean huge revenue growth for the company, huge gross profit growth, huge growth in free cash flow. That's the other thing that I want to mention that is extremely uh, uh makes a huge difference from a business model perspective about what Tesla's doing in China. If you listen to the conference calls, one of the biggest frictions in Tesla's business model is how fast can I get the car to the customer after the order is placed? If I have to ship cars from Fremont, California to Shanghai to get that customer their car, that is going to take weeks on a boat for me to actually get paid for that vehicle that I had to pay to build. And so Tesla, you know, let's say they have 30 or 60 day terms where they have to pay their suppliers. If they can deliver that car in under those 30 to 60 days, they're getting paid um, before they have to pay out. And that's a huge positive float mechanism that allows their uh, the burden on their free cash flow to be minimized and allows them to expand way, way quicker. And so when you think about Tesla has been had their hands tied behind their back in what is the world's largest EV market, China, because they have to ship cars over there, they have to pay an import tariff, they have to pay sh the shipping costs, huge, huge tailwinds. They're taking a huge hit to their cash flow. So they have to strategically work that in when they're shipping cars. Now, all of that is over. The price drops, the cash flow cadence drops. I mean, this is going, I mean, I think Tesla is about to have the same moment that Apple had when they finally got, you know, on all these uh, telecom networks in China. And basically iPhone was available to the masses in China and created this huge new wave of growth for the company that was just frankly overlooked in the Western world because they weren't appreciating what was happening in China. And I think this is exactly what's playing out with Tesla. You know, I'm a long-term investor. This is just my opinion, but I just really, and I've been saying this for a couple months, so maybe I'm wrong and I've been buying as much stock as possible because 
you know, I think I'm right, but I just feel like there's, I've never seen more of a disconnect between the narrative of what's happening in Tesla and the reality of what this company is doing, the way they're navigating the geopolitical situation in China, the way this is going to lead to explosive revenue growth, the way they're, you know, because they have the best technology in the industry, China's chosen to partner with them, not any other auto company. They don't want any of Volkswagen or Porsche's or Jaguar's crap. They want Tesla's technology because it is the best in the world. I mean, this is validating the thesis on so many different levels. People are still saying that Tesla's behind. What about legacy auto companies? And meanwhile, the, the most powerful government in the world is has their choice of every technology they could bring into their country, and they chose Tesla. That is a sign. They're pushing all of their clout behind Tesla to make this a huge, huge success. I mean, I think this is frankly already in the bag. I think Tesla's on the cusp of making billions of dollars from this factory, validating their business model, proving all the skeptics wrong. And I think this is going to be a huge catalyst for the share price over the next 12 months as people begin to appreciate the progress that is being made. This is hyper change. Probably going to be my last Tesla China update. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but until they actually start production. But I'm just so, so fascinated by this story. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to everybody I can who's visiting China, who's on the ground in China, who knows people in China to try and find out about this, uh, to, to try and learn about it. And all the anecdotal DD I'm hearing, you know, the Tesla stores are packed, the Tesla salesmen are overwhelmed. Just that 10% tax credit exemption that hit a couple weeks ago is leading people to car buy the cart in droves. I mean, I think this is, there's a huge success story waiting to be told. This is HyperChange. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.